The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Good to see you back for the second part of my conversation with Catalina Koch, co-founder of the foundation Mi Sangre in Colombia in order to really generate long-lasting peace in that country. So I hope you're going to enjoy this part as well. We also realized that young people were so isolated. It's hard to believe, but many times they hadn't even moved away from their own neighborhood within the city. They didn't know the other side of the city. They didn't know kids from other neighborhoods. So when you're so attached to a small piece of land, well, your mind and your, you're willing to kill to defend your territory. But once you start sharing with others, dreaming with others, co-creating with others, your world totally transformed and you discover your power within Welcome to the Mentor TV podcast and stay curious with Patricia Falco-Becali. There, I would like to share a screen with one of the projects, a methodology that Misangra uses. Um, it's been... It's been developed by Otto Scharmer, MIT professor, and it's called the You Mythology that you started using at Misangre. And I really would like to share it in order to make it a little bit more specific for our viewers as well, Catalina, if I may, to really explain what it's, what it's all about. And um, here it is, because it really starts with kind of downloading what is actually there in in your reality and be open-minded. You see it here in the middle, open mind. Can you take us a little bit through this transformational uh, process that really makes from somebody who is totally secluded as somebody that is empowered, can tell you about a bigger world and be a change maker? Well, this initiative arose about three years ago um, after replicating our projects and scaling our initiatives to reach around 1.5 million participants in, one, in more than 150 municipalities. We felt really proud and exciting of those um, achievements, but compared to the needs and the challenges that Colombia faces and also other Latin American countries, we decided to go a step further and start exploring the idea of building uh, ecosystems with very diverse actors to involve them in the fight against uh, youth violence. So um, we invited a very diverse group of uh, actors from the private sector, CEOs, academics, uh, NGO leaders, from the public sector as well, but also young people, both those who have been in our programs, but also kids who were still uh, involved in armed groups or uh, fighting to, uh, with it. And um, we developed a social lab which uses, uses this methodology. The social lab wanted to explore systemic solutions 
uh, to youth violence involving all these actors in society. And what this methodology proposes is to go in a journey with the form of AU, where at the beginning you start seeing with fresh eyes, observing the system to try to understand what's happening out there. And to be able to do so, you have to go away from your own margins, from your own uh, comfort zone. So what we did was actually travel in a bus, <laughs> all these 50 people together, very diverse, with very different experiences. It was fascinating to see how each person started, started transforming and open and uh, their mind and their heart to start sensing the field and understanding what was going on. We went to a jail of, uh, I don't know how to call it technically in English, but it's uh, where a jail where young people go, but also cultural initiatives in, in the shanty towns to resist to violence, also to the Secretary of Security to understand what was being done from the public sector. Uh, we visited the media, uh, like looking at the city through each other's eyes and understanding the system through observing um, with an open heart and open mind. Then uh, we got together in a process of co-creating, co like uh, doing intense workshop, workshops where we started downloading all, all this information. Of course, we did a lot of research as well, understanding um, the different causes of violence. And there's a moment at the bottom of the U, which is very, very important. Otto Scharmer uh, quotes uh, O'Brien when he says, the success of any intervention depends on the inner condition of the intervener. This was a beautiful moment where we all started to let go our paradigms, our, 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 the way we used to see uh, the world and understand what was going on. So this can be done through different uh, techniques like connecting to nature or um, meditating, like different ways to connect to your inner knowledge and also to the future that wants to emerge. Um, because the solutions are many times there, but the biggest blockage are our own paradigms. Like Einstein said, I can't quote him directly, I don't remember, but you can't solve uh, the problems you're trying to solve from the same level of consciousness that these were created. This is an invitation to broaden your consciousness and to access and to crystallize a new vision of the future. And it was fascinating to see for instance, a top CEO from a health company saying, I never saw how my company was related to this issue. And perhaps there is a strong connection. What if the, uh, the primary attention that we provide, we involve, for instance, psychological evaluation to see if there's risk associated to substance abuse or to violent behaviors, etc. And just as just an example of many, many shifts in our own vision of the city. And uh, today, uh, that's a living ecosystem of very diverse group who are all collaborating to uh, solve this complex issue uh, in Medellin specifically. And it was very transformative also because it was like a fractal of society. Members from all the points across the city managed to experience the city and the society we can become. That's and now it's, that's broadening and we're trying to replicating it. And 
I think it's very important to create these learning ecosystems where, again, going to the beginning of our talk, we're connecting a partly disconnecting world and finding um, collective solutions. Let me quickly interrupt the conversation to say thank you that you are here with me on the channel. If you do enjoy what I'm putting out, the in-depth kind of conversations, then why don't you subscribe and also hit the bell button so I can keep you informed with our newest releases. Thanks for that in advance. And let's get back to the conversation. And I think it is so, so powerful on having this kind of methodology where you really go step by step in a process. You can really not only follow that process, but see the change within the individual. And you were pointing out the bottom of the U where the fundamental question is, who is the self? Who am I? And with that consciousness, you become more proactive and can actually feel that power that with your own actions, decisions, you can create a change. And... Um, one thing you mentioned now is there's a multi-stakeholder approach, and that is really a chapter I would dig into a little bit more as well, because I've seen in the history of Colombia, there were initiatives, of course, to reform the economy, to get rid of um, the inequality and poverty. However, not obviously not at such a success. So you're involving the government the leaders, um, the corporate leaders, of course, the community leaders, other NGOs, the schools, even perhaps parent communities coming together. Now, what drives these people to come together and really believe that there will be finally a change uh, as opposed to all these years, if not decades, of where perhaps initiatives happened in Colombia but just didn't get anywhere? Well, I guess there's a deep desire within all Colombians to transform our reality, our pain. I, I, I think sometimes we, when we talk about the almost 7 million people who were vic direct victims of violence, I question that number. I think we, were, we have all been victims because we grew up with bombs and violence. And so I think there's a genuine desire to contribute. Um, so I guess the invitation to do so... Um, it's also inspiring because we've tried to do a, a process that is uncommon, that is rare in the sense that the first invitation was actually to cook. We invited and we said, the table is not served, said the invitation. And huh? each person brought an ingredient and it was like an informal get together. And it was fascinating what started to happen. Like, how did I end with this person in the table? And the conversations were so powerful and the invitation was there, like it was a surprise, but we said, here we are. Each one of us has a different ingredient, a different story. And what if we try to explore this together? And as I said, we literally got every other, I think it was every three weeks or whatever in a bus that was also very different, like to get in a bus with such a diverse uh, group, etc. And I guess as the journey evolved, we all started seeing an inner transformation that was worth it as well. And I think that makes a huge difference when many people tell me sometimes, oh, you're so generous that you dedicate your life to serve. I said, no, it's really a selfish decision. It just makes me so happy because I feel connected to something bigger. I think it's the biggest source of happiness to be in service of humanity and when all these people started to explore that and to feel connected uh, with that original desire, I think it, it makes sense. And also, 
I think it's been helpful. I'm, I'm thinking it right now. I hadn't realized, but we didn't create it as a, an initiative of Misangri, but it was a collective initiative. And I think it's really important as well. People want to co-create. They want to be part of something big that transformed. And it's, it's a cause, a, a, a deeper purpose that joined us together uh, in this journey. And the endorsement by Juanes, who obviously is a Latin Emmy award-winning artist, is at the forefront. I think back in 2015, he even played in front of the European Commission. A lot of money was donated to uh, his foundation as well. And if nobody, if somebody doesn't know who Juanes is, maybe you remember that song, uh, Camisa Negra. Um, My Spanish is like non-existent, so please excuse me. I love that song. I didn't know it was by him. And then I stumbled over um, Mi Sangre. And, you know, his endorsement and his fame globally must be a huge enabler, especially if you look at the bottom-up approach to solve this problem in Colombia, not only from the grassroots up, as you were saying, trying to get the kids involved and then have them develop, but really to get all the really the, the change makers, the powerful ones, the ones that have money as well involved. Absolutely. His role is fundamental from the beginning and in every sense, I would say, like uh, getting to new communities by simply mentioning his name, like it immediately inspires trust and authenticity. So it's a big plus. And also with regards to um, corporate people and other NGOs, etc. that's what he transmits. And I think we're in desperate need of rebuilding trust in our society. And I would say around the world. And that trust is only built through human connections. And I think we've, we've been doing that for the past years. And I, I guess a bigger movement is growing around uh, this shared dream. Of yes. course, there's, there's many obstacles and far from saying that the problems are solved in our society, many, many challenges still ahead. But we feel that we're building an army of peace builders. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you have been touching already millions of people. Now, in order to wrap up our conversation, Catalina, what are the key elements to become this kind of change maker, if you had to put it? And what are the key learnings that you've had in your own journey with Mi Sangre since 2006? Hmm. Several, I would say. I think empathy is the point of departure. And I guess the most important skill that we should all learn. I think as long as we are empathetic and we understand where the other pe person is coming from, their feelings, their suffering, their excitements, uh, there's a big chance to start transforming uh, society. I would say also understanding that old African proverb that if you want to go fast, You can go alone, but if you go, want to go far, walk with others. And that's part of our DNA. We have been seeing we're constantly building communities, building ecosystems, weaving. I think that's a key issue as well, which is a new type of leadership that I think we should incentivate more. And it's not the traditional leader that it's top down and maybe a superhero wanting to solve or but it's more a person who has a systemic view, a capacity to link different worlds, to connect different ideas, different actors, and to create collective initiatives like uh, we're doing. 
Um, also, what I mentioned about a, a theory use um, idea of working on the inside or ensuring that you are operating from a inner condition that is connected, calm, creative, to be able to create that reality outside. If you're operating from suffering, from uh, fear, from anger, well, that's the reality you're going to create. It's impossible to do so if, you're, if you don't work inside and transform inside as well. I think it, it, it's really important as well. Um, working from the bottom up, but also from the top to down. So it's, again, connecting two different approaches. And I guess uh, that's very, very powerful because you build the the. the a solid basis, a solid uh, yeah, basis, but you also need to connect that to decision makers and to ensure that they are supported by a bigger ecosystem. Yeah, absolutely. I think putting it on the spot totally, you know, the co-creation, being open-minded. If you want change, it happens if you're part of change, you know. And uh, I think, you know, us talking about the situation of Colombia, what are the reasons for all these violence and, and how you can really proactively and systematically be part of change and really create systematically peace long-term is absolutely amazing, Catalina. Um, last question, how can one support Mi Sangre? What are the ways that people can connect with you, with your NGO, to really uh, perhaps even roll out your model uh, in different countries? Thank you for mentioning that. We, we, I mean, we've been able to uh, systematize, measure, like we're so ready to share our knowledge. So if everyone's interested, well, they can contact us through the uh, webpage, www.fundacionmisangre.org. Uh, and also we just launched a program for individual donors, which I think can make a huge difference. Even with a five euro donation a month, uh, we recently created and you can access it through our webpage as well. It makes a huge difference to be able to grow our programs. And of course, talent and knowledge is always welcome. So we also receive volunteers and support uh, from different professionals that allows us to grow our organization, our programs, our, and our messaging as well. For instance, you, Patricia, by sharing our story, are making, is, you're making a huge contribution, and I'm thankful for that. Well, thank you. No, thank you for, for the opportunity to be part of it in that sense and for really opening the story and what you are proactively doing. So it's not only money, but it's also the smartness. And best of all is smart money to support Mi Sangre. And um, anybody that's been watching, I always, under the videos, I have a description of our conversation anyway, and all the links are always there, how you can get in touch with the people that I feature in my conversations. And of course, also with Catalina and Mi Sangre as well. So you find it also, also on, on my webpage. And with that, Catalina, thank you so much for having joined us, for really talking deeply about the situation in Colombia and what you are proactively doing with it and um, having you know, shared your hour with me. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure.
And thank you, my dear Mentory TV community, for having joined me yet again uh, with a fantastic guest, this time with Catalina Koch. She's a co-founder of the Fondación Mi Sangre. And I hope to see you next time again. Bye. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.